Welcome to Coaching Kidlet, a podcast about writing and publishing good kidlet. We dig into various aspects of writing craft through a kidlet lens and provide inspiration and clear, actionable items to help writers like you move forward on their kidlet writing journeys. I'm Christy Yaros, author, accelerator, certified book coach, and author focusing on middle grade and young adult. I'm Sharon Skinner, author, accelerator, certified book coach, and author of speculative fiction and kidlet including picture book, middle grade, and young adult. Hey, Sharon. Hey, Christy. I want to talk about emotional truth with you. All right. This is one of those kind of talks. (laughs) Actually, I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm totally up for talking about emotional truth. So when people tell you, write what you know, I think emotional truth is what that really means. I feel like writing or talking about your emotional truth is where you express the voice of your heart instead of the voice of your head. That when you write from a place that is true, then the reader can connect to that even if you are not talking about a topic that they have perhaps experienced before. But if you're talking about the pain of losing your best friend and they have broken up with a friend or the friend has moved away or something like that, they can still connect to how it feels. And as we know, story is about appealing to people's emotions. I agree. And it's funny because when you talked about uh, write what you know, I actually have changed when I say that. I, whenever I say that, in a workshop or anywhere. In fact, uh, I've, I've written it online. Don't just write what you know, write what you feel. So I think that it's, I'm really saying the same thing that you're talking about here. And that is get at the feelings, the emotional truth, the what resonates there in the story. And it makes your writing more alive. And we were kind of talking about this on our last episode where we talked about your, your why. And this is where your deeply felt why comes through. Because if you believe it and you're writing about something that is is true, then the reader will feel it too. And this is also where we talk about when we say show, don't tell, this is also what we're talking about. Because for example, I have anxiety. If I'm writing a story about a girl who has anxiety and I just say, oh, I have anxiety. Like, what, is, what does that mean to you as somebody who doesn't know that they have anxiety, right? But if you're reading a story about somebody and they're fidgety and their stomach hurts and, and they, they suddenly are sweating when they have to do something, and then you say, ah, like, I have those feelings. Is that, is that what anxiety is? Is that how, how it feels? Because everybody feels something differently. Even if you say, oh, they're angry. What does angry look like for you? What does angry look like for me? I think you're really nailing it there. And, you know, it goes back to that. And I think I say this a lot. I probably said it on the the last episode, Uh, tears in the writer, tears in the reader. It's that whole making sure that the emotion is telegraphed through the words so that what you're feeling gets inside the reader as well. So you're getting that emotional truth across through the words that you've put on the page. And yes, it's not a matter of just saying, 
she felt bad or she felt hungry. It's, it's describing it in ways that are visceral. And I, when I talk to my clients about getting that emotion on the page and I see the show don't tell as part of it, but I usually push a little deeper and say, what I mean is what's the visceral sensation that your character is experiencing in that moment? That's what we want. That's what we want. How are you going to get that across to us? How would somebody who doesn't know the word for that, how are they going to connect with that, that feeling? Because we all have those feelings. I mean, psychologists say that by the age of six, you have already experienced the full range of emotions, even if you can't name them. Right. If you, even if you don't understand them, right? Yeah. Well, and, and for me, it's a, a lot of how I do this is by accessing my own emotions like an actor does. So I did a lot of theater when I was younger, and I think that has stood me well is as a writer because I can access my own emotions. Also, uh, when I got past my angsty teenage poetry phase and I was writing actual really good, well, decent poetry that could be shared in the world, as I got a little older, I was able to reach in and access that emotional place where those words originated from when I was reading in public. And that makes a difference. The audience can tell and the reader can tell when, when the words come from an emotional place, when they come from deep inside us and from that true experience. I think acting is a great analogy because what are the things that you remember when you're watching a show or a movie that what is it that you're connecting to? The actor is doing such a great job of making you feel the same thing that they feel. You don't have to know the situation that they're in. You have never had to have experienced the situation to understand the feelings behind it. I mean, I don't know if you watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV. No. Oh, such, you have to remember, I don't watch your, a lot of- That's your action item. I, you're, I watch, know video, like watch, watch a video, watch a TV show. I, I watch a lot of TV. I, I will admit, I do watch a lot of TV. Um, and I'm- Well, it's storytelling, right? So- Right. And I am just a very emotional person and I feel other people's emotions a lot. But like, so Ted Lasso is- is about a a football coach, a U.S. football coach who gets recruited to work as a soccer coach, you know, the other football in in England. And so at first you're like, oh, you know, this is a show about sports. Like I'm totally not going to connect to this. Why would I watch this? And then you start watching it and it's, you know, somebody who's in a place that they have never lived before doing something that's new to them, not having the confidence maybe to do what's, what that is. And, and you can feel that it's relatable. It's, it's relatable. And not because I have been a college football coach who is now an, you know, UK soccer coach, but because we all know what it feels like to walk into a room of an established group of people who already have a rapport and a connection and that you walk in and you're like, oh, like, where am I going to fit in here? So I think that's something that, that a lot of people can relate to, you know, sharing the emotion that, that it's a shared experience, right? So 
it's an experience that we can relate to. It's relatable. And that's why we engage is because we relate. And that's also how we feel uh, empathy. You know, we're, we're relating to that individual's emotions. That's what empathy is. And it's not easy. You, you know, it takes courage. You're putting yourself out there. You're, you're, you're exposing your, your heart and your soul on the page for other people to read. And even if you are not writing exactly the story of what you went through, you're writing about the emotion and applying it to someone else, like it's still, it's still you, it's still going to come up. And if someone asks you <laughs> your why, or, you know, like it's, it's a lot sometimes I think to, to, to do that, but it so pays off when right. the reader connects with you. And especially when a child can, can connect like that. To a well, and, and I love that you said that it's the emotional story and it's the emotional truth. And you're telling the story of the emotion, the relatable emotion, the shared experience. And I, and that is the most important thing because a lot of times the stories that we're trying to tell, we can't necessarily, it doesn't always work to tell exactly the story the way that it happened or the experience the way that we had it. And a great example of that is Dan Santat's After the Fall. And if you've ever heard him talk about this book, and I know you have, and I know I've heard of it and heard him talk about this book, the emotional truth of that, I mean, just reading it and you feel the emotional truth, but where it came from and where the story originated is so much more deep than the story that you think you're getting when you, it starts out with Humpty Dumpty character who falls and cracks his head open and has to go to the doctor and he's a bird watcher. And so he doesn't want to get back on the wall. And it's just this, it seems simple, but it's so much more than that. And the true story behind it beneath it really resonates through that story. And it becomes more of a universal story. And that's where that emotional truth is so important because it becomes that emotional or that universal story that we can all connect with or that many, many, many can connect with. I have heard him tell the story behind the story of that book probably three times um, live. And I have cried <laughs> every single time <laughs> because you can see, you can just see how important it is to him. And then when he explained his why, which was, um, and I think this is out there everywhere. So I think we can, right. we can share it that um, his wife had suffered from anxiety and she was trying to get back into her life. And when he says that it just, I'm going to get emotional here, just talking about it now, because that's how lame I am. But I, I know anxiety. I have lived anxiety. Like that is the emotion I can probably remember. The earliest memories are of anxiety. And so when he said that, I was like, oh, like, yes, like, obviously I'm not an egg. Obviously, I mean, it should be obvious that I'm not an egg. I have not fallen off the wall. I, but, but I know what that, what that feels like. Well, and there, there's, again, the universal truth of it, the, that emotional resonance, even for someone who hasn't experienced anxiety at that level, but who has had to overcome a major fear in their life because of something that has happened in particular that to them that has 
cause them to pull back and not want to have to face whatever it is. You know, having that kind of an experience for anyone. I mean, I cry when he talks about it. It's just, you know, and you can tell it came from a deep, deep place for him, a deep and meaningful place. And that is one of the reasons that that story it's just so well done and it's so glorious. And also what's super glorious about it is, be, is that it wasn't just about, just about anxiety. And then that's enough, right? That's plenty, but it wasn't just about someone experiencing anxiety. It goes beyond that and becomes much more universal, much more connective for many, many people in so many ways. And that's what I mean when I say that, that shared experience and digging deep into it, how important that can be, that relatability. Well, sure. I mean, fiction is a safe place that you can read a story and feel those things and, and go through those things with the character and see that, okay, this comes out good in the end. There, there is hope. There is a way to, to do this. And, and that's, I mean, that's kids' books, you know? That's what we're trying to give them is experiences that they haven't had that they would not have because it's somebody on the other side of the world. It's somebody a hundred years ago. It's somebody in space 200 years from now, but it's still relatable. I mean, yeah. Right. Because, and that's one of, and that goes back to why for me, character is all, all about it, you know, story for me comes from character because it's about that emotional resonance and not every story is going to have that necessarily uh, in it, but boy, I'll tell you kids books. I mean, even the, okay. If you read nonfiction kids books, even a book like uh, the elephants come home, right? That story about this group of, elephants who were being naughty because they were afraid and they kept getting moved around and around and around and they didn't have a home and they wanted their home. I mean, who doesn't relate to something like that? And that's a nonfiction book. Right. And, you know, especially right now, I think we all could use some lessons on, on empathy because that's just what's going to keep us together. (laughs) That's a whole other story. But I also want to talk about my my mentor, one of my mentors, uh, fabulous Jo Knowles, who, if you've read anything that she writes, her heart is is on the page always. And she was one of my professors when I was in my MFA. And one thing that that she taught us that is the voice in my head when I'm reading something to see is when, you know, is it done? How do you know? Is it true? Is it true yet? Mm. And that's, she, I, love I have that. that and, you know, is it true? Is it true? And if you ever, if you read any kind of interview that she's done, I mean, she just has such a way of, of putting these incredibly emotional things that have happened to her without telling the story the same way. And, and, and it's there and her writing is, is true. Yeah, that's that's really profound. By the way, uh, the elephants come home was written by Kim Tomsick, 
and illustrated by Hadley Hooper. We should, I should always mention the authors and illustrators when I mention a book. So I wanted to make sure that I, I got that in there. But yeah, I, I love that question. Is it true? When you, you know, that's something I think that I do somewhat inherently with my work because I come from character and I come from that emotional place all the time, which, you know, I don't think it's lame at all to be emotional because I'm rather emotional myself, but I think I'm looking for that all the time. Is it true? Does it feel true? Right. I am definitely a character driven kind of person. And if I can connect with you, if I believe you, you can take me anywhere on any story in any situation. And I am with you, but the moment you act in a way that is not you, I, I, I'm done. And there have been shows that I have stopped watching after years because suddenly the character has has done something that it's like, no, that is not. Yeah, it's truth. not true. That is not their truth. Yeah, that is not, not who they truth. are. And yeah. I don't believe it anymore. They're not true to who they are. Right. But I it agree. could be a ridiculous setting, you know, with the worst plot. <laughs> but if I am, I'm along for the ride. I want to see what happens, you know, how that character grows and, and how they, they change and what kind of decisions they make. And well, if they can get you to connect to a guy, who's a football coach now doing, you know, coaching soccer in another country, you know, if you are connecting to that, then there's gotta be some emotional truth in that. Right. I mean, how else could they get you along for the ride? As you say, and Ted Lasso, really, like I could do a whole character study on those characters, just the the arcs that that they have gone on. And but they all, all but one, felt <laughs> like yes, absolutely, absolutely. That I can see how that character. You can see them change. You can see them grow based on who is around them and the situations that they're in. Even again, if it's not something that that you can even, you know. I have no interest in watching soccer, I'm sorry, or football <laughs> for that matter. And it's it's pretty funny if you look at the reviews, reviews on IMDb of shows or movies, like I always go read them to, after I watch something to see what other people thought about it. And, you know, there was this one review and it was, you know, they really don't spend a lot of time on the soccer field. <laughs> for a show that is about soccer and I was like and if you think that this show is about soccer you are completely completely missing the point clearly you did not connect with with that guy with those characters at all all. I mean yeah there's some moments on the field but so not what the story is about but right all right so any final thoughts before we get to an action item? I just wanted to uh, just talk about Maurice Sendak for a moment. Mm. I think we're, we're all familiar with him and his books and how raw the emotions were in, his, I mean, a picture book, but like Max going and, and doing this wild stuff and coming home and still having a warm meal sitting and waiting for him. I mean, like, that just tells a kid so much about love and about how they're, you know, unconditional love. But he, you know, people did not like that he was writing so, so deeply like that, putting these things out there because a lot of people 
feel, still feel that they have to sanitize the stories that they give to children because they can't handle it. It's, it's too much. That really bothered him that people were writing that the books were out there that were sanitized memories of, of what childhood is and not that it, it how, how terrifying and wonderful it, it, it is to be a child. And uh, Leonard Marcus, when he wrote of him, he even said that it, like, the visual manner and medium of a book mattered less than the emotional truth it had to tell for him. So I love that. Yeah. And you can feel it in the books, right? When you read them. I mean, not that I have Max and, and the, the figurines of the wild things sitting here in my office or anything, but I do. So <laughs> there's, you know, it has meaning for me. Yeah. And he said, truthfulness to life, both fantasy life and factual life is the basis of all great art. I think so. that's worth repeating. Will you read it again sure. for our listeners? Truthfulness to life, both fantasy life and factual life is the basis of all great art. I love it. That's fabulous. I think that's a lovely quote to end on. Sure. But we have to give our action items because we always give them. All right. Okay. We promise action items. We will give action items. Would you like to go first tonight? Sure. Okay. So here's an exercise that I have for you. I want you to think about an event from your past, an incident that, that brings up a lot of emotion. And then I want you to find an article online or a newspaper article about it that happened to somebody else, a story that happened to somebody else. And then take the details from that story and write it while keeping your emotion in, in it, the emotional reality of what you went through and see how you can make a story out of that. Because like I said earlier, I really believe if, if you are writing true, if it's true, then the story can be about anything. Yeah, I like that. That's a great exercise. Hmm. Okay, here's my action item. Go back to a time when you had a heated argument and write it from your viewpoint. Just write all the feels, all the, all the things that were said, the things you heard, how it felt in the moment, write that all down. And then I want you to stop, take a breath, and then go back and write it from the other person's viewpoint. How do you think they felt in that moment? What were they feeling? What were they thinking? What were they hearing? Were they hearing the same words you were saying? Were they saying what you thought they, that you heard? Or were they saying something else? I like that. Okay. That's a good exercise. Yeah. So emotional truth. This is a really important one. I, I really I just want to emphasize again how if you really want to write a good book for kids, you need, you need to be true. That's a great way to end. And thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Coaching Kidlet, a writing and book coaching podcast for writers who want to level up their kidlet writing game. For more about us and to discover what a book coach can do for you, check out coachingkidlet.com and follow us on social media. 